Climate Change is Coming for Rock and Roll. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. We're well into fall, yet wildfires continue to burn in the West. Colorado still has active fires, and last week in California, more than 100,000 people evacuated their homes when a blaze erupted near L.A. 2020 is on track to be the hottest year on record, which is a major factor in this year's extreme fire season. But global warming is making vegetation drier and ready to ignite. It's not just from a lack of precipitation but also from the heat. As temperatures increase, air holds more moisture and sucks water from plants and soil, leading to drier conditions. An analysis by E&E News found the amount of water and vegetation across 10 states in the West is at an unprecedented low. To assess dryness, scientists calculate the dead fuel moisture of material on the forest floor as a percentage of its weight. Completely dry vegetation would have 0% fuel moisture, and any reading below 10 is considered considered highly flammable. Sticks and logs gathered from the forest floor in Northern California last August had a moisture level of just 2%, and in parts of Colorado, record low fuel moisture readings were taken just weeks before a wildfire ignited. Dry conditions are forecast for early November with temperatures up to 20 degrees above normal. The pesticide DDT was banned in the U.S. in 1972 after opposition from environmentalists who feared its impacts to human health and the environment following the publication of Rachel Carson's now-famous book, Silent Spring. But nearly 50 years later, the chemical is still haunting us. The Los Angeles Times reports that for years, as many as a half a million barrels of sludge laced with DDT were dumped off the Southern California coast. Dave Valentine from UC Santa Barbara was using a deep diving robot to find methane leaks, and instead he and a colleague documented 60 barrels near Catalina Island. The extent of the dumping at sea was unknown. However, the Times concluded from interviews, shipping manifests, and other information that the DDT was dumped off barges whose crews sometimes punctured barrels so they would sink. Valentine tried to get the EPA to take action, but at present, the agency is only planning a feasibility study. Meanwhile, the toxin moves up the food chain, contaminating sea lions, dolphins, and nearly driving falcons and bald eagles to extinction. If you eat crabs or prawns, you know there's a lot you discard to get to the meat of the matter. But according to new research, that waste can be turned into medicine. A team of scientists in Singapore has developed a method to make the drug L-DOPA from crustacean waste, like prawn shells, to treat Parkinson's disease. The researchers developed a two-step process, first converting the wasted shells into a substance that can be digested by microbes, then, using bacteria, it's transformed into a amino acids like L-DOPA. About 8 million tons of shells from shrimp and other crustaceans are generated annually, so recycling the waste could not only take the strain off landfills, but also provide a cheaper way to produce L-DOPA than conventional methods. Purifying water in remote places can be a challenge because of the lack of electricity, but a new method can clean it using dirt. Researchers from the University of Bath have developed a system to clean water by using energy created by microorganisms that live in soil. Microbes munch up sugars and other nutrients in their environment and release energy in the form of electricity as they eat. The scientists were able to harness that electricity through soil microbial fuel cells to power an 
an electrochemical reactor that purified the water. Power generation from this method can be continuous so long as there is a constant decay of fresh plant and animal material, which gives fuel cells an indefinite lifespan. The researchers tested their system by purifying water in a village in Brazil and generated enough power to clean three liters of water per day enough to meet a person's daily needs. A single fuel cell unit is cheap, just a few dollars, and the scientists hope to find ways to scale it up to supply safe drinking water to an entire family. And finally, there's a long list of impacts from climate change, but who would have expected it to include guitars? Guitars are made of wood, and whether you're Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders, Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones, or just a budding rock star, you know your best sound comes from the green ash that grows in the bottomlands of the lower Mississippi River. Because they spend some time partly submerged in water, ash form a low-density wood that produces a warm, clear twang that's made it the tree of choice for the iconic electric Stratocaster made by Fender. But as Scientific American reports, the company announced earlier this year that it won't be able to make guitars from the trees because intense rains over the past few years have made them impossible to harvest. The spring and early summer of 2019 was one of the wettest periods on record for states along the Mississippi River, with above average precipitation and flooding in 2020 as well. Longer periods of high water can make it difficult for seedlings to get established, and although the trees are adapted to a few weeks of seasonal flooding, they struggle when it spans in months. Fender says it plans to make some special edition guitars out of ash, but switch to other species for the rest of its line. Wish we could end on a high note, but if warming's not limited, future generations might only get to hear classic rock sounds on old recordings. H2O Radio is grateful for its underwriters. Learn how your business can reach thousands of listeners who care about the environment by visiting h2oradio.org forward slash funders and thank you.